Hello, hello, hello to the most wonderful people on earth, God's precious holy people, and to Jesus be the glory, and I mean that, to Jesus be the glory and the honor. Today, a very interesting discussion on end times events. And Chad had a question to begin with. You know, I've, I, I've been feeling, uh, sensing for days, uh, the change that we're in is, is about to get very intense. Yeah, prophetically, we are, we are in a very intense season prophetically. And I want to just bring you up to date on why I say that. But, uh, Chad, go ahead and ask. Well, first say your, your hello, and then hey, you can ask your question. Hello, sir. Thanks for letting me do this with you. Uh, well, you know, like you said, sir, you know, you've been, you've been really feeling it. And it's even, it's caused me, and I know so many of us, to feel uh, just how important these days are prophetically. And, you know, just a few days ago, you said, in your lifetime, and quite frankly, ever, these are the most prophetic days. Correct. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of questions, whether or not just, for example, America's in prophecy, and uh, so many people have gone back and forth with that, but there's no doubt things that happen inside America are most certainly prophetic. Uh, for example, I'm wondering... You know, right now we're seeing kind of a shortage of supplies. I know like, to build Studio B, we had to wait for the wood for so long. Months. <laughs> yeah. And we hope you all are enjoying that now. But, sir, is that is that prophetic at all, the shortage of supplies? Well, everything happening is prophetic today. Uh, let me first pray that the Lord will, will speak to all of us right now. That's a great question, by the way. Lord, I thank you for speaking to us. Lord, your word says we are not children of darkness, we're children of light. These things will not come upon us unaware. So speak to us clearly, blessed Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Okay, first of all, let's answer uh, America in prophecy. No, America is, is not in prophecy. Many have tried to uh, say that Isaiah 18 is America. I don't believe that. I thought that years ago myself. I, I believe uh, Isaiah 18 deals with ancient Babylon. Uh, and that's all I'll say about it. And America is not in, in prophecy because America will not have a part to play in the end days. Uh, of course, America has blessed Israel in great ways and is still and will continue for a while. But eventually, um, uh, this country will lose its influence in foreign policy. Uh, now, let's go to the shortage. Well, this uh, shortage, I, I think, is the beginning of global shortages. Yeah. Uh, what we're seeing today has to do with much of what's going on in this country. Uh, so is it prophetic? Well, partially, but not fully. But I will say also that what America is, it's the, it's the mirror what's about to happen on earth it's it's a preview it's something to watch that will be happening globally because this country uh, affects the world uh, economically and is affected by the world's economies so what what happens here has a lot to do with what is happening and will be happening globally if, if that makes sense, does Absolutely. it? Because huh? you know, I, I think even, even of the term, uh, this part of the world has been westernized culture, economics. America is really an example to the nations. 
in many ways. Well, exactly. The nations follow America's leading and so forth. So right now, what we are looking at is the beginning of a global uh, global economy. Wow. Yeah, especially with the new uh, currencies that are now what do you call them? The, oh, the crypto. Yeah, crypto. Yeah, uh, that is that is the beginning of of uh, a global economy, and I, I know a lot of people are investing in that, seeing some future in it. But anyways, uh, we are seeing already the dismantling of uh, of the of the currency as we know it today. Like the dollar is is losing its value already worldwide globally and so we're we're about to see a cashless society that no doubt is coming uh, and really I think it started to be honest with you years ago with the EU yeah with the coming together of Europe which is very prophetic by the way as you know so right now what we're, we're seeing is an an acceleration in prophecy is really what we're seeing today. And so we're going to see very quickly uh, not only a world economy, but we're going to see a world government. That is absolutely coming, no question in my mind. Plus, it's in the Bible. But the things that must happen before that, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is a, uh, a, a kind of a major war has to happen. Because... The Second World War created the United Nations. Ah, yeah. yeah. The Second World War brought about nations together. Actually, it started in, the, in you know, after the First World War uh, with the uh, treaty in Versailles and so on. That you know, after that, uh, the nations came together and they were looking for you know kind of unity and so on under Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, the president of the U.S. back then, who led it. But today, uh, we are seeing uh, a, a, a heating up of trouble among nations. And uh, so what happened after the Second World War, where nations came together and the U.N. was really formed as it is today. So I would say we're, we're about to see a coming together of nations in a different level, in a different way, uh, most likely what uh, I just said earlier. And the Bible does clearly speak of a, a one-world government, no doubt, under Antichrist. Uh, but but before that, before uh, the Antichrist will rule, and it will be globally, he's going to rule globally, there's no doubt from what the Bible says. But... Uh, we're, we're going to see an, an intensity of unity of governments to prevent another war. And I think the, the, the war that's going to happen will be in my part of the world. Is, it, is the Ezekiel 38 war? I have no question about that. Wow, yeah. that makes so much sense. And so, and as you said something earlier, real quick, I was like, whoa. You were talking about how, how the U.S. has to dec- decrease uh, as, the, as a superpower. Because only then, because they've been such great friends to Israel, but do you, that has to happen in order for Israel to be attacked. Well, right? Israel needed the United States uh, in '48 and after for its foundation, restoration, all that, and and the U.S. has poured a lot of money 
into Israel and the economy of Israel. Uh, today, Israel has has become a leading nation right. in technology and agriculture and otherwise. So I don't think uh, they will be dependent on America's help in the future. But God raised America, I believe, to to fulfill prophecy. But do you believe that is going to be the the uh, opposing nations? Like trigger to go after Israel when they see that their fr- their best friend the United States has gone down in power. Well, I mean the Bible says in Ezekiel that they will come after a spoil, and I think the spoil is is the uh, technology because uh, Israel today leads the world in technology and so on, one of the leading nations. So what what we we are seeing now, frankly, is uh, the beginning of Ezekiel 38 in the making. No doubt in my mind. I mean, you can see it. You know, anybody that's, that looks at the at the headlines in my part of the world naturally can see it. And I would recommend all of you as God's people begin looking at the at the events happening there because they're extremely prophetic. The most prophetic is what's happening inside Israel spiritually, which is the evangelizing of the nation. Uh, by Jews. Jews preaching the gospel to Jews is the first we we haven't seen that in many many years nearly 2,000 years we haven't seen that. Now it's happening fulfilling Matthew 10, 23 so that's in the the making and secondly what's what's happening uh, with the nations around Israel who are making peace with Israel today is also lining up with Ezekiel 38. Uh, when you think about the UAE, Bahrain, you think about Morocco and Sudan and on and on, uh, that is very prophetic, extremely prophetic. So the whole map is changing rapidly and will continue to change. And possibly the Saudis, I think, are going to make peace with Israel. And when that happens, when uh, it's not a question of if, I think it's just a question of when. When Saudi Arabia makes peace with Israel, I think the prophetic clock will speed up. Really? Oh, yes. Very, very, in a big, big way. Yeah, so we're looking for that. The next thing on the agenda, I think, is the uh, peace between uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel. Because right now they're all afraid of what Iran may do, you know, and, and they're coming together. So... I, I don't know. I don't know when this will all take place, but nobody nobody thought we would see it already with the other Gulf nations and and uh, and others like Morocco and so on. So I think what we as Christians need to do now is we need to to cry out, "Come, Lord Jesus!" Like we have never cried out before, "Come, Lord Jesus!" Because the Lord's coming is very very imminent. Now another thing I wanna I wanna talk to you about that I think also is very important. And that's what's what's happening uh, technologically. Technologically, they, they are now uh, preparing for uh, the robotic to become more involved in, in our lives than they are now. And that's very, very much prophecy. And I was watching a program a few days ago uh, where a leading figure was talking about AI and what is coming uh, in all areas of life. And all that, believe it or not, is in the Bible. I know people 
some some question that, but but I know the Bible, believe me, and it's in there. So, Pat Robertson years ago said something we all questioned. He said that uh, Antichrist will be a mixture of uh, uh, a human being and a robot, and we all thought, well. I was one without. I don't think so. Is that why it says you're, you'll be wiser than? Wiser? Yeah. Well, it says in the scriptures that the antichrist, the antichrist will be wiser than Daniel. Oh. Well, who who can be wiser than Daniel except a robot that is That's, now smarter than humanity? That is so interesting. Huh? That is so interesting. Wow. I mean, they've they've already had robots beat the best chess players. And they are coming up with answers we don't have as human beings because of all the, the things that they have, that man has created, you know. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's the Tower of Babel all over again. Wow. You, you kind yeah. of gave me a, give like me, a face. What was, the per, what was the purpose for the Tower of Babel? Rebellion. Rebellion. Against well, God. We can do it without you, basically. We can do it without you, yeah. So this now we're seeing a move today. Again, saying we can do this without you, God. Well, the day is coming. There will be no, no, no disease on Earth because of technology. Huh. That's a fact. Wow. There will be no sickness one day because they are advancing so fast with technology, and that's why the Lord said, "When He comes, will there be faith on the Earth?" Because they'll be able to replace uh, physical parts of your body that don't work with a robotic piece. And extend life. So what will keep us in those days, sir? Pardon? What will keep us in those days? Well, before I talk about that, let me also talk about what what the Lord uh, said. In addition, he said, if the days would not be cut short, no flesh would, would be alive. So why did he say that? Because of the robotic. Because they will take over the world. Um, and today people are, are saying it. That they could take, uh, they could control our military and such, such, such. And for the Lord to to make that statement about uh, he, that He will cut the day short, uh, and uh, and if He doesn't, no flesh would be saved. You you would wonder like what would cause that that all flesh would be would perish. It could not be plagues, it could not be disease, it couldn't be wars, because man has survived all those things. There'll always be. Uh, uh, people who will who will survive even nuclear wars. So what what can it be? I think what it could be is the robotic taking over and uh, running humanity. But that's way down the line. I mean, we're talking years and years from now. I think, but the the way things are going, you wonder how long we have. I mean, uh, technologically, uh, knowledge is now. Doubling, I think, every 24 hours is what they say. Imagine all the world's knowledge. <laughs> That's shocking. Uh, the knowledge of humanity doubled uh, in the Second World War. Uh, it, it took hundreds of years for it to even double. And then in the Second World War, it, 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 it began to double, you know, slowly, like years uh, in between each each happening now it's uh, it's only it's only a few hours isn't that amazing that's a, that's a shock to all of us but that's uh, that's what the Bible says knowledge will increase well it's increasing all 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 around us so back to the question uh, Chad was asking what what shall we do what what, what kind of lives you're saying huh 
we should live. What I think the Bible tells us. And I want to repeat it, and it's 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 God's word. Uh, whatever man, whosoever will come after me, let him what? Deny. Deny himself. Uh, disconnect from the world, basically. Uh, pick up his cross. Death to the world and self and the flesh. And follow me. Now that's tough in these days. This is... This is only possible, I believe, by the power of the Holy Spirit. People cannot just say, okay, I'm going to deny myself. Well, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ancient people who went to uh, these uh, monasteries in the, in, the, in the deserts, that's what they wanted, is to leave the world and deny self and live in poverty and live in a cave somewhere and believing that will purify the soul. It didn't purify the soul didn't really do in them what they wanted now a lot of good came out of it they preserved a lot of the scriptures for us you know but I mean did they did they see benefits in their own spiritual life maybe some but but I, I don't think that's what the Lord meant by deny yourself or deny self by go lock yourself up in some place in the desert or live somewhere in isolation and solitude which of course you know has some benefit spiritually of course but he just meant that we must surrender to the Lord in such a way on a daily basis not just surrender one time surrender to the Lord on a daily basis where uh, this world will have no no way to get into us uh, there will be no space for the world inside of us because God's presence will permeate our hearts in such a way because of our fellowship with Him daily there will be no space for the world in there so that's the real Christian life a life of discipleship of following Jesus with all our hearts with uh, loving Him being loyal to Him dedicated to His cause and uh, every day living every hour living for the Lord and making sure His Word uh, uh, fills our hearts continually, daily. So it says, seeing these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Now, let me just talk to you about one other thing that I think is is really important. Uh, and, and I'm seeing it now here in this country. And that is the fear that has gripped the hearts of people. That is now gripping the hearts of humanity is going to increase and we are going to see changes in nature that's next so we already we, we, we already have seen fear because of all that's gone that's been going on but I don't think people are ready for what's going to happen in with weather not just earthquakes which we've seen quite more and more of lately not just with plagues and pestilence and famines and so forth and so on. But the Bible clearly says will happen before the coming of the Lord. But we are going to see frightening, frightening changes uh, in, in, in creation, including space. That's on, the, that's on the horizon. You know, they've had a lot of meteors come towards the earth, but not hit the world. And now they say, well, it could be hundreds of years before that happens again. I don't think so. 
I think it's it's nearer than we think, with meteors hitting the planet. And yes, uh, the weather is changing. There is I don't I I know a lot of people disagree with me for saying that, but it doesn't matter. The, the the climate is most certainly changing. I was in in Alaska uh, back when all this started, and I was amazed. We were up there in the winter, and. Uh, there wasn't as much snow as usual and now the Antarctic is melting uh, so is uh, so is Greenland and so you know when, when you see that uh, we're going to see the rise of the oceans uh, cities will be will be flooded and that's just reality I, I don't know what else to say I know some precious friends of mine don't agree with that at all. In fact, it upsets them when I say that. Well, I've traveled. I've traveled around the world, and I still do. And I can tell you, uh, I've seen it. Okay? I've seen it. And and I don't dismiss uh, what I hear about uh, the weather and climate change and so forth. Uh, because it's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Think about the day will come when hail will be the size, will be each like a pound. Well, that's changing weather, isn't it? Or when the sun will strike humanity in a, in a, in a way they've never known before. When tumors will be will be struck on 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 you know human beings because of the weather changes in the weather, which will cause changes in in agriculture and animal life and you name it in the oceans of the world it's, it's already happening so but you say well why are you telling us that well because the bible says it so what do we do look up your redemption draws nigh but i can tell you this too i've not seen the righteous forsaken it says or is he begging for bread your future as god's people is brighter than this sun i'm looking at right now brighter than bright brighter than bright as long as you walk with Jesus, as long as you're close to the Lord, as long as you obey His word and do what He has said to us to do, nothing to worry about whatsoever. Whatsoever. You think about the, the great saints of old that lived holy lives, how God took care of them. Think about Elijah. The ravens fed him. Think about angels coming to cook his to cook his meal on the way to Mount Horeb, Sinai. God will do it. Will do it again. I'm telling you, He will do it again. Think about Jesus feeding the multitudes. He'll do it again. The day will come, food will show up in your fridge. Because the darker it gets, the more miracles we're going to see in in our lives. Any other questions before I pray? It's precious. Okay. Well, I just want to prepare you, you know. And I know sometimes, you know, I just want to talk to you like this. Most days I just teach from the Word. But every so often, I just want to talk to you, like my wonderful family. So, thank you for loving the Lord. Thank you for being faithful to His cause. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I pray you'll bless your people. Lord, give them joy. Give them joy they've never known. Give them peace they've never had. 
in Jesus' name. Your word declares, Lord, that fear will strike the hearts of men. But you said to us, fear not. Look up, your redemption draws nigh. Rejoice when you see these things. And we do, Lord, for your wonderful namesake. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I was uh, listening to Richard Rombrandt's The Last Few Nights. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. The man who started, uh, he wrote a book called Tortured for Christ. The Voice of the Martyrs. My goodness, I've been so blessed listening to that man of God. I saw him years ago in uh, Canada. I was sitting on the floor. I was only five feet away from him. I looked up at that man's face. It was shining like an angel. And what he went through during the time when he was in prison for 14 years in Romania, during uh, that that one time, and uh, how God took care of him, how God took care of him and his people. Jesus, we will give you praise, and God will do the same for all of us. So, Lord... Bless your people, meet every need, answer every prayer for your glorious name. And keep them strong, Lord, and let them finish stronger than they started in Jesus' name. And more joyful for your glory. Amen. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work right now. Help me keep encouraging the body of Christ. Help me keep strengthening the saints worldwide. And right now we are going to do something uh, for the persecuted church uh, I mean, I've always been there for them, but I think right now it's time to increase our efforts uh, towards our brothers and sisters worldwide. I'll tell you more about that later. But uh, And also, help me get, get back on TV, will you? We're already, in fact, uh, on some, but I, I want to get back on TV in the U.S. So help me do that for the Lord's glory by giving to the Lord's work. And tell your friends about that. So uh, let's give right now to the Lord's work. And uh, you can do it on the platform you're watching on. Or simply go to our website, benin.org. Or simply text BHM45777. And the Lord will bless you for that, prosper you. And remember, it shall be given unto you with measure price down, shaken together, running over. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Hallelujah. And when you honor the Lord with your substance, He'll bless you in, in, in a way you'll be bursting with new wine and blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Much love. And tomorrow, healing service. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. It's beautiful. So join me, will you? Much love. Bye-bye.